hands as we begin to worship today. Today we're going to sing praises about his love. Are we ready for that? Come on, his love reigns forever and his love is strong. You came and broke them down You broke them down There were chains around us By your grace we are no longer bound No longer bound You called me out of the grave You called me into the light You called my name and then my heart came alive Your love is greater Your love is stronger your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Your love is greater. Your love is stronger. Your love awakens, awakens, awakens me. Oh, yes, it does. Feel the darkness shaking. All the dead are coming back to life. To life, hear the song awaken, all creation singing, we're alive, cause you're alive. You call me out of the grave, you call me into the light, you call my name and then my heart came alive. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens. Your love is greater, your love is stronger, your love awakens, awakens, awakens me.
Amen. Grateful for that time, amen, for his love and what he has done for us. Thank him tonight, Jers. Let's declare this together tonight, church. Come on. Christ is my firm foundation. The rock on which I stand when everything around me shaken. Deserves it. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we learn tonight and just declare that we're going to continue to lean on Him? Amen. Amen. Come on and sing it. Say, Rain came when blue, but my house was built on. I'm safe with you. I'm gonna make it through 
one of us have breath of life you still have purpose for each one of us I pray Lord that you open our hearts and our minds to understand the purpose for which you have created us and it may be something just as simple as saying good morning to our neighbor or it may be something tremendously awesome like being called to be a missionary in a foreign country but only you know and I know that you have equipped each one of us to carry out that purpose for which you have created. Lord, we come here today with all kinds of reasons and all kinds of burdens and joys in our heart, and we lay them all at your feet today, whether they be crowns of glory or crowns of pain and sadness. Lord, we lay them at your feet right now. You know the city that we live in. You know the things that happen in this place, and you know, Lord, how your people suffer. So I pray blessing over each one of them, each one of us that are here today and over each of our families, Lord, that you form a hedge of protection around us. Lord, I pray for this city that each person that is here can go out into this city and radically transform just a couple of people and they would radically transform other people for your glory so that this city could be a place where your name is worshipped freely everywhere. 
I pray for our state, Lord, and I pray for our nation. We've just had elections and there are all kinds of mixed feelings. But aside from all of that, we know that your will will always be done. Your will will be done and you have preordained all of the things that are to happen for all of the people that have been elected. I pray your grace, your love, your mercy, your wisdom over each one of our newly elected individuals. And I pray for our nation as a whole, Heavenly Father, that you would just be with us. We are one nation under God, and I pray that that be the standard to which we live. Lord, there are all kinds of personal needs in this place as well. I pray your hand of healing over them and protection, and I pray your mercy and your grace and your love upon those hearts that are broken in this place. Thank you, Lord, for never, ever giving up on us. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place and for one more opportunity to worship you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, it's so good to see you. We certainly enjoy worshiping with you. Would you all just turn to one another and say hello um, as we wrap up our worship this afternoon? Good evening, my family. Good evening, my family. All right, there we go. They're busy having conversations. Ah, bueno la plática, bueno la plática. My family, tonight, uh, we want to welcome you in the service. I, I know um, if you're just kind of joining us in, uh, my name is Michael Romero. I am your worship and arts pastor here in New Beginnings. And my name is Roxy, and I also serve on your worship team. Roxy rocks, rocks. That's right. Hey, we want to welcome you into this service as well. If you're watching from home or from wherever you may be watching, also, while we're here, we want to remind you, you might be listening to this three days later because we want to remind you that New, uh, New Beginnings Church does have our Spotify, our, our uh, podcasting available. So if you haven't caught our services, uh, you know, maybe you want to share the services You can via our Spotify, our Amazon Music, or our iTunes, also Stitcher Radio, and so you can share those digitally. Um, back in the day, we used to we used to use the old school CDs, and then we used to like wait 10 minutes, and you guys were like, "I want Jerry, those right." And we used to burn, yeah, you guys like, used to be in a line. CDs. Remember, yeah. in the little window, they would all be in a line That's to pick right. up their CDs. Amen. You would hand yeah. them out. Now all you have to do is press a little button. Welcome says, to the future. Amen. Welcome to the future. I'm glad we're here. It's so much easier to yeah. push the little button and say just share. Just share. Share you this can share somewhere. tonight's service. And that includes actually from the beginning, from our worship service all the way to the end. So we want to encourage you to do that. But hey, church, um, a few things that we want to remind you about, church, a few things that are going on before our pastor takes uh, the pulpit. Uh, we want to remind you, church, that Thanksgiving is right around the corner. And with that comes uh, the holiday season, of course. And uh, what's going on? What's so important about this season, Rock I'll Rocks? tell you what is important yeah. about this. First of all, it's my favorite season because there's a lot of food. Yeah. 
I mean, and if you didn't know, Roxy makes the best red chili, and she loves every single one of us so much. Praise most God. especially me. <laughs> Listen, I'm from Hatch, so you know I got to make red chili, right? Yeah, I do love red chili. I, <laughs> praise God. He didn't put me on the spot again. I should not agree to be up here with him. He always puts me on the spot. Oh, my goodness. But listen, the awesome thing about the season that is coming up, two great things about it. First is Thanksgiving. And if there is a group of people that should ever be thankful, it is Christians in the United States who can worship freely. Amen? Thank the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Uh, That's one of the reasons why, aside from the red chili on my mashed potatoes. That's right. I do very much love Thanksgiving, and then, of course, Christmas, but Thanksgiving. It's a season of giving, and church, every year you guys know that we partner up um, uh, with you and our sponsors to give out uh, hundreds, to, to bless hundreds of people and families with these Thanksgiving food baskets, and, and we want to ask for your support in that. And if you need to receive one, we want to remind you that registration is open, so if you need to register to receive a food basket... It is now open. It's been open, actually, for a little over a week, and you can register to receive one. And maybe you don't need one, but maybe, maybe your aunt needs one or maybe your neighbor needs one. Yeah. We, we would love to bless them as well, right? It's not closed off. to. to that's one thing I love about New Beginnings is that you don't have to be a member of New Beginnings to, to feel the love of Jesus. Amen. Uh, we love to extend that. That's the whole reaching out part of who Re- we are. That's right. And, right. And healing and restoring lives to the love of Jesus Christ. That's who we are. Yeah. And so if you need to register, you can also register not only yourself if you need one, but you can register for somebody else if you need one because there's a question that says, hey, is this for you or is this for somebody else? And you can just kind of let us know their name and stuff. Yeah. And I would encourage you to look around your neighborhood, your community, your, your family, your friends. The face of hunger today looks very different. The face of hunger doesn't necessarily mean that it's someone that's homeless. It's someone who could, I mean, y'all know um, that the price of groceries has gone up tremendously. So the face of hunger now looks different. So be involved with your family. Make sure that you know who it is that is in need and bring in the list. If you can't afford to pay, um, let one of us know. Maybe we can find some solutions for you if it's for you or for your family. So we encourage you to get involved. And in church, and in, in that involvement around, of course, uh, of course now I'm, for me to be wearing a sweater. Da frio. Ish. I mean, it's got to be pretty cold, right? It's got to be pretty cold. Um, it's also because I'm getting a little sick and my mom, I'll get in trouble, but my mom, if she sees that I'm out without a sweater, (laughs) but I want to encourage you the frontline resurrection, frontline resurrection, who is one of our partner ministries, uh, here at new beginnings led by brother Tomas and sister Renee, uh, Maez, uh, they are hosting their first annual coat drive. And so if you have a new or gently used Coat drive. I encourage you to please um, go through all your stuff. I know right around now we're kind of looking at seeing what we're wearing for the winter season. If you're going through your closet and you see an old coat and you say, well, I haven't worn that in years uh, or maybe it's out of style. For those people that are cold, it doesn't matter whether it's in style or not. And it just matters if it's warm. That's right. right. Keep them warm. Amen. And so, but here's the kicker. Are you ready for the kicker? The kicker is, we're asking you not to bring stuff that is trashy, but put it in that trash bin that's next to the welcome table. Yeah. If it's that's torn, 
If the zipper doesn't, if the reason you haven't worn it is because the zipper doesn't work. <laughs> That's right. But we encourage you. Amen. But you got, because you, because God says in the word that, that he's an awesome God and he gives his children good gifts. Like a father is not going to give his son a snake if they ask for food, right? The same thing applies to us. You, we are the children of God. We have been blessed almighty. And I know that you can give good gifts. So when you are reaching out, whether it's for this kid's coat drive or for any of the other drives, Give good gifts because God Almighty, your Father in heaven, gives you good gifts. Amen. Amen. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, well, good stuff, Rocks Rocks. Hey, awesome church, and uh, thanks so much for that. And of course, all of that wouldn't be possible without your faithful discipleship and your faithful giving and your obedience to the mandate of tithing. And we want to say thank you so much because without that, we couldn't do what we do as far as reaching out. Um, into the community and impacting lives, not only around Albuquerque or the state, but, man, around the country and around the world. It's literally work that you and I are doing around the world. And for that, we say thank you so much. And if, if you want to know more about that or maybe you want to get involved, please sign on to NBCABQ.com and just kind of look, look what we're doing. There's always stuff going on the events tab and see, hey, what are they about? But also, you can give that in that platform. You can give via our digital platforms. The screen has the ways to give right now. If you want to get involved in that way, maybe you want, you want to say, how, how do I get involved in a, at a deeper level? Um, you can get involved that way. Um, and you can also, there are tithing boxes at each doorway here into this sanctuary. And above your giving, church, which is of the utmost important as well, importance as well, Alongside with that is how we serve our church, not just how we give but, or tithe, right? Because there are two different things between giving and tithing, but also how we serve our church. And right now, church, we need, we need you. We need your help, and most especially right now in our children's department at our 9 a.m. service. So if the Lord at all has been tugging at your heart saying, hey, you need to get involved, please contact our front office. Or you, there's, there's a form you can fill out on our app or online that says, I want to get involved. Get involved because we, we need your help there. We need literally every department right now needs help. Um, just like when you go to a restaurant and everybody's kind of hurting and half the restaurant is shut down. You're like, there, why is there a We're wait? We're hiring. We're hiring. Why is there a wait? Half the restaurant is empty. And we don't pay as much as a restaurant, though. We but store our treasures in heaven. That's sister. just what I was going to say. See, he stole my line. <laughs> Uh, it's it's Christianese that we spent, right? But hey, church, uh, with that, we say thank you so much. And we encourage you to give to the kingdom to continue your faithfulness and your obedience in that. And please, please consider serving in that capacity in our NB Kids department or any other department. Right now, we really need your help in NB Kids. Amen? Amen. Thank you, church. And with that, we say welcome to our senior pastor, Richard Mansfield. We turn over the pulpit to him. Thank you, Pastor Michael, Roxy. God bless you guys. We're really believing God to really do something supernatural tonight. Amen? He already started with the worship, but man, we're going to worship him now in the word and get into his word and try to study his word to help us grow and to get to where we need to be. So uh, as I start, I want to release the young people to their class now, and you guys just... uh, Absorb everything you can to change your campus, to be missionaries on your campus, and to make a difference on your campus, whether it's a junior high or high school. 
Be bold for Jesus. Be bold for Jesus. And that's really for all of us, that we would be and have a loud voice for the Lord and not be ashamed of the gospel, for it's the very power of God unto salvation. Hey, one of the ways we could do outreach ministry is through angel tree. If you wonder what that Christmas tree is about, as to remind you, you can adopt an angel, and an angel or a child that their mom, dad, or mom and dad are incarcerated, and you could adopt that child and buy them a gift, and then we give them that gift in the name of the parent. So we say, hey, your dad wanted us to deliver this. My dad, yeah, your dad asked us if he would, we would deliver this for him, for you, uh, for him to you. Uh, your mama wants you to have this, and she wanted to make sure you got this. The impact it makes on lives is amazing. So I really encourage every family to at least adopt one, if not more, but really sign up for one, and it's just an amazing outreach tool. Amen? And also the Thanksgiving food baskets, guys, it's right around the corner. You can sponsor one for someone that you love, someone you work with, someone in your neighborhood. For $40, you could buy one and say, hey, I bought a basket for you. Here's what you have to do. And then we'll let you know how they come and pick it up. So it's just going to be a great outreach time. Well, let's get in the Word. Guys, I'm going to start a new series tonight, and I'm calling it New Horizons. Because sometimes we're on a path and we're going a certain way and all of a sudden God makes us take a hard right turn and we're changing course midstream. And God says, no, I don't want you going there. I want you to go over here. He he changes our direction and he changes our life. And when we come to Jesus Christ, he transforms our life and he renews our mind and we start thinking completely different. We listen to him and because now we're listening to him, we're obeying him and we're walking to a whole different drummer. We're walking to a whole different tune. We're walking in a new direction. And sometimes you are going full speed ahead and you think, I know exactly where I'm going, and all of a sudden God says, put the brakes on because I want you to take a right turn. I want you to take a left turn. I want you to make a U-turn. He wants to change our direction. And so I pray that tonight you can receive some principles on really learning how to change course midstream, to not be so stubborn and and bullheaded that you're going to do what you think you have to do instead of listening to God and following his direction. Amen? In the book of Proverbs, chapter 13, verse 20, it says, Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Associate with fools and become a fool. Associate with dumb people and become even dumber. Dumb and dumber. Amen? How many of you have a dumb and dumber relationship? Don't raise your hand. Don't point them out, please. Because we all do. It's like, oh my gosh, what is it? When I hang out with you, I get dumber. And when I hang out with you, I get smarter. My saying is when you hang around the goats too long, you start smelling like them. So quit hanging out with the goats. We're supposed to be sheep. He's going to separate the sheep from the goats. He's going to separate the weeds from the the, the wheat, the real stuff, because it looks a lot alike sometimes. So God, help us to absorb principles that you have for us to make a difference in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now look, the very first thing we're going to need to do, if you're going to change course midstream, 
is allow some filters in your life to offer guidance. Allow filters in your life to offer guidance. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. Is sometimes we just have our mind set up, we have our vision, we have our focus, but we don't allow anyone to speak into our life. And we don't allow anyone to speak direction and correction. They don't, they can't bring guidance, they can't bring help, they can't bring word, they can't bring anything because you've already made up your mind. I heard from God and I'm just not gonna budge. And sometimes God says, budge. Sometimes God says, I need you to go in a different way. Sometimes God says, even though I sent you out that way, I want you to take a hard right turn right now. You need to do what I say. Do you remember Joseph and Mary? When Jesus was born, after he was born in Bethlehem, then the Holy Spirit came to Joseph and he says, I want you to go to Egypt. It's like, no, I want to go back to Nazareth where we're from. No, I need you to go to Egypt because they're going to be killing babies and I don't want them to kill the Messiah, so you need to go to Egypt. And he took off in that direction. It didn't make sense at the time, but when you see the scripture, it fulfilled proper prophecy. Sometimes God is speaking a word into you, but you are not allowing any filters to come into your life. You're not allowing any voices to come into your life. You're not allowing people to bring direction and correction and guidance and help into your life. And you are just set on your ways. What's the old saying? If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. And then we don't know why we're there. And we don't know what's going on. So we need to really build some filters. Look, you need to help your children build some filters. And let me tell you how you could build a filter for your children. The very first thing is get to know their friends. Get to know your children's friends and get to know those friends' parents. Because let me tell you something. If their household is all trashed out and messed up, you don't want your kids going over there. You don't want your kids hanging out with those kids. Because I'm telling you, if your kid isn't strong enough to persuade them and change them, they will definitely change your kid. And they will guide them into stuff that they have no business going. And sometimes our kids are like, oh, mom, oh, mom, oh, dad, oh, dad. And you know what? Who cares what they say? I'm speaking into your life because I want nothing but the best for you. And I want you to succeed. And I want the best. And because I want the best, I'm going to help you, guide you. And I'm going to build those filters in your life so you can make sure that you're hearing the voice of God and not the voice of the enemy. Because the enemy comes as angel of light and he comes and confuses you and he comes and shows you things that you think are really of God, but you know what? They are not. So he wants to guide you. He wants to direct you. He wants to help you. He wants to instruct you. You also need to build a filter by bringing their friends into your world. Let your house be the hangout house. Let those friends of your kids hang out at your house and throw a little pizza party. I think a pizza nowadays for for Little Caesars is $6. 
Save up enough money to order a pizza for your friends, for her friends or his friends, and they hang out at your house, and that way you can hear their conversations, you can see their lifestyle, you can see their behavior, you can see what kind of influence they have, you can see what kind of music they're listening to, you can see what kind of videos they're watching, you can see what kind of things they're tracking on their phone. Because I'm telling you, you need to build those filters that you become the house, the hub that your friends are going to hang out at because then they will know what a righteous household is and a righteous house behavior looks like because you're going to hold up that banner and you're going to expect them to respect it. And then you also need to entrust and monitor your kids. You need to show your kids, look, I trust you, but I'm going to monitor you. Because I trust you, I want to make sure you don't abuse the trust. So I'm going to keep an eye on you. I'm not going to track every moment of your life, but I'm going to track every moment of your life. You know what I mean? I mean, you're not going to hover over them, but you're going to be right behind. You're going to be the helicopter back here. I don't have a spotlight on you yet, but if I need to, hey, 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 I got you covered. I'm watching you. I know what you're doing. I'm not stupid. I used to be stupid just like you. I don't want you to be stupid like I was. I want you to walk with the wise to become wise and not associate with fools and get in trouble. I know, yeah, well, you got in trouble, Mom. You even went to prison. You got in trouble, Dad. You even went to prison. Yeah, and what, do you want to go to prison? Do you really want that? Because you don't. You don't even know what I went through. And it's something I never want my child or any other kid to have to go through. See, educate them, teach them, help them. Allow these filters into your life to offer guidance. Another thing you need to do if you're going to change course midterm is you've got to give permission to others to be honest with you. You have to allow people to come into your life that are going to be honest with you, that are going to say, hey, you're an amazing man of God. You're an amazing woman of God. But, but, and I'm not saying this to be critical. I'm saying this because I really want to help you. You cuss so much, and your cussing ruins your testimony. People quit listening to the words of wisdom out of your mouth because all they hear is cuss words, and they don't give credence that you're really a Christian. You sit there and you say you're a Christian, but you're doing some things that are wishy-washy. You're doing some things that you're half-stepping. You're a married woman, and you're letting that guy flirt with you. You're a married man, and you're flirting with that woman, or she's, she, you're letting her flirt with you. That's a testimony. People are watching that. They're seeing that. What is it that you're doing? Make sure that you give permission to people to come into your life and be honest. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 31, look what it says. If you listen to constructive criticism, you will be at home among the wise. I don't even call it a constructive criticism. I call it constructive advice. Because when someone's being constructive, you might receive it as criticism, but they're really giving you advice. They're trying to say, let me tell you how you could succeed. Let me tell you how you could advance. Let me tell you how your life could become better. See, those are the things that we want to try to achieve. Those are the things that we're trying to do. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 15, it says, intelligent people are always ready to learn. Always ready to learn. Don't say, oh, who do you think you are to tell me? I can run circles around you. Guess what? Learn. Their ears are open for knowledge. 
Are your ears open for knowledge or do you shut down right away? Yeah, you're trying to tell me who do you think you are? You don't even know how to read that well. You didn't even graduate. You've never even held a job. You don't even know how to spell job. (laughs) We have a president that says, there's a good, strong three-letter word, jobs. I go, oh, that's four letters. (laughs) (coughs) Hear me. Allow yourself room to learn. Allow yourself room to grow. Look what it says in Proverbs 23, verse 22. Listen to your father. Listen to your father who gave you life. And don't despise your mother when she is old. In other words, they're doing this literally for your own good. They're trying to bring guidance. They're trying to bring advice. So what kind of people should you seek advice from? Well, first, people that love you unconditionally. They're not doing it with a motive. They're doing it because they love you and they want to help you. They want to minister to you. They want to pour into you. They want to guide you. They want to help you grow to a better level of life. Also, people who will tell you the truth. Don't get around people that are just going to butter you up. Oh, you're amazing. You're amazing. No, yes, you are amazing. But you need help in this area. You need to learn how to dress. You're not coming to a nightclub anymore. You're coming to church. I don't mean that in a critical kind of way. Look, there's times at a funeral, some of the girls show up with their skirts all the way here, just just underneath their bottom. And they got big old stiletto heels. And sometimes a funeral director told me, Pastor, don't they know any better? They're not coming to a nightclub. I go, you know what? They don't know any better. You see, they think they want to show God their best, so they're wearing their best. And their best is when they go out clubbing and they're coming to church like that. See, we need to be able to educate people and tell them the truth and say, hey, look, let me tell you something. You're now a woman of God. You don't have your breast hanging out. You're a man of God. You don't sit there lusting after women. (laughs) You teach them, you guide them, you instruct them. You help them. You minister to them. Another thing we need to do is you seek guidance and wisdom from people who give us a different perspective. You might have a certain way of doing it, but they just give you another way of looking at it. One such ministry is frontline resurrection ministry. Those are things that that they're doing. They're bringing guidance and help to young ladies that have found themselves broken. They found themselves hurting. They found themselves in a moment in their life that they didn't know if they were going to make it. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know where they were going to live. They might have been, maybe they were coming out of prison. What am I going to do? Maybe they were coming off the streets or someone threw them out of the house and, and, and they're trying to seek guidance. And Frontline Resurrection Ministry, under the direction of Tomas and Rene Mayas, God is using them supernaturally to transform lives. And tonight, they want to honor two of the ladies that are graduating and two of the ladies that position themselves to receive filters and to receive honest direction. So, Tomas and Renee, would you come up and guide us through this? Thank you, Pastor. 
Amen. So we, um, so you know, what's awesome. So it's awesome. This Oh, green light. Red light. Green light. There it is. Okay. You know, um, we actually have three, but um, due to printing issues, we're only going to do two tonight. So the other one is to be a mystery. Um, however, when we were considering, my husband and I, you know, uh, we entered into this. And, um, you know, it's a next step program, right? So it's not necessarily programming, even though the program is intertwined into the transitional living. So what it is tonight that we want to present to these beautiful women who have been living transformed life is a actually um, a frontline resurrection life recovery award and so that's what it and it's beautifully beautifully uh written because when i got out of prison we really thought about this so the last gift that i got before leaving prison um in 2019 february of 2019 a really really deep rooted sister of mine um and friend of mine um crafted me out of cardboard and her paint you know very artistic but a cross that's now in our first frontline resurrection home at 22nd Street. And this is the scripture that was spoken over me. And this is the scripture that um, we've decided to speak over to our women with the Frontline Life Recovery Award. Um, um, so it's, it's out of Zechariah 2.5. And um, I, before I read it to the ladies, I'd like to call them up. You want to call them up, babe? And um, I just also want to add it before I call them up is these women that I'm calling up, they strategically took their place in the body. That they, they, they've done it because we, we don't just give them a. a, a you're graduated because, like my wife said, it's not. It's a trans. It's a transitional home. So when they transition, that means they get their own place. They start living their lives, and they, they, they're, they're off the training wheels. You know what I mean? More like it. So I'm proud of these two women, and I want to call up the first woman. And the first one is Maxine Denise Griego. Okay, and then the second lady I want to call up is Melissa Don Tracy. Come on, Melissa, stop being shy. And I got these fl- these these flowers because they represent the fire that's within these women. Amen. So I just want to read it out loud. So for the Frontline Resurrection Life Recovery Award, this is what we, we decided on over you two women. This is, this is the verse. And it says, and I will be like a wall of fire all around her, says the Lord. And I will be as glory in her midst, Zechariah 2.5. Congratulations, women of God. Amen, amen. Ladies, before you sit down, I want you to know you've gone through a program that some people would have walked away. Some people would have given up. There was times that you were ready to, but you fought it through. You prayed it through, and you lived it through, and now you celebrate it. Both of these ladies are newlyweds. Maxine Maxine just got married four months ago, two months ago. 
And, and Melissa just got married five days ago. So before you sit down, come and stand right here. Renee and Tomas, stand behind them and lay hands on them. Would you agree with us in prayer? Father, thank you for the work that you're doing in Maxine, Lord God, and Melissa. Father God, they said yes to you. And they allowed people, filters, to come in their life to speak truth and guide them and help them. They allowed people to come and speak the truth, even though sometimes it was painful. Sometimes they even wanted to rebel. But Father God, as they submitted to you and they submitted to leadership, Father, they have come out, Lord God, of the fiery furnace, refined like gold and silver. Father, we thank you. We pray blessing over their lives in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Bless you, ladies. God bless you. God bless you. The reason we celebrate those moments here is because those ministries are a very big part of our life and a part of our congregation. And we plant seed in them. And we're seeing that seed land on good soil and grow. You see, we're allowing filters in our lives of guidance. We're allowing filters in our lives to give direction and correction. And the third thing, if you really want to change course midstream and say, God, I want to hear you. I want to I follow you. We've got to be intentional about balance in our life. You got to be intentional about the balance in your life. Look, all of us sometimes get out of balance. Sometimes we become too lazy or sometimes we become workaholics. Sometimes we have this balance of, of love and, and, and kindness, but we don't have any discipline and direction. Sometimes we're hardcore disciplinarians, but we don't have the gentleness of love and care. You see, we got to have a balance, and we got to be able to balance this out, and we got to be able to say, God, I need you to guide me and help me. I need you to balance me because, God, I'm all gung-ho here, but, Lord, I'm missing some of the elements that you want. I'm missing some of the ingredients that you're trying to pour into me. I'm missing some of the things that you're trying to show me along the way. And, Lord, I don't need to miss those. I need to grab a hold of them. You see, in the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 7 and 8, he says this, Go and announce to them the kingdom of heaven is near. And then he goes on to say, Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. So he's saying, I want you to announce the kingdom of God is near, but then he's saying, look, to get into the kingdom, you got to get the demons out of you. You got to change your life. In the words of the great prophet Santana, you got to change your evil ways, baby. <laughs> okay. Calm down. I know he wasn't the prophet. But in other words, even some of the songs that we used to listen to would tell us to change. Some of our friends would tell us to change. Even our messed up friends. Did your messed up friends ever tell you that you were messed up and needed to change? Mine did. They said, dude, you're all messed up, man. You need some help. 
And I was looking at them like, ¿y tú qué? But very honestly, compared to each other, my life was worse than theirs. See, we need to really be able to have a balance. In, math, in, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verse 15 and 16, it says, But despite Jesus' instru- in, in instructions, the report of his power spread even faster, and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. But Jesus often withdrew for prayer. See, he had a balance. He wanted to minister. He wanted to heal. He wanted to restore. He wanted to deliver. He wanted to set people free. But he also knew, I need time with God. I need time to replenish myself. I need time to get lost with the Lord. I need time to withdraw. So leave me alone. There's a line. Stay on the other side because I'm going to go spend time with God. You need to be able to do that. You need to be able to say, I'm sorry, I cannot do that. I cannot meet with you. I cannot give right now. Right now, I have to fill myself up again because my cup is empty and my cup is supposed to be overflowing. My cup overfloweth. I minister out of the overflow. When my cup comes to a drop, the last drop, that last drop is supposed to be for me. But many a times we're giving out and we become dehydrated Christians. We have now been dehydrated of the presence of God and we need the presence of God to be refilled in our life. Look what it says in the book of Titus chapter 2 verse 4. These older women must train younger women to love their husbands and their children. In other words, help others learn how to balance it. Haven't you ever seen an older lady that has it all together and she's able to just balance everything? And when you're a young mother, you're like, I don't know how to do it. I'm going crazy. And the fathers aren't ever going crazy because they just run away. You take care of the kids. I'll go outside and mow the grass. It's the middle of winter. We don't have any grass. I'm going to mow something. See, we need balance. We need balance. The fourth thing we really need if we're really going to hear God and change course midstream is we have to establish definite boundaries to and and or to end toxic relationships. So we need boundaries for toxic relationships or we just need to end them all together. Look, everyone has toxic relationships. Sometimes you could call them irregular people. You ever had an irregular person in your life? They come in your life and they just kind of like, oh man, oh, you're like, wow. Why is it that every time they're around me, they just kind of raise my blood pressure? Why is it that every time they're around me, I just go like, oh, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. See, not everyone does that. There could be some people that, though they take from you, the whole time that you're pouring into them, they're still pouring back to you because they love you and appreciate everything you're doing. But there's some that are vampires. They just suck the life out of you. So you got to be able to set good boundaries or finally decide to end that relationship altogether. And these are the, how you set the boundaries. First of all, you keep or you have relationships in which 
If you're being abused or demeaned, you need to really examine that relationship. If your relationship, if they're abusing you or demeaning you, if they're constantly putting you down and embarrassing you and sucking life out of you and tearing into you and they're just hurting you, you need to reconsider that relationship. Is that really a relationship you want? Is it one you need? What about a relationship in which you're smothered and controlled? Come here, where are you going? Where are you going? I'm going to the restroom. Why are you taking your phone? Why are you taking your phone? I don't know. I thought I'd sit there and play a game or something. You took 10 minutes in the restroom. Why'd you take so long? Oh, my God. There's something wrong with that relationship. Where are you going? Where are you going? I have to go to work. Why? Because we have a job. I have a job. Well, why are you going 10 minutes earlier? Oh, my gosh. There's something wrong with that relationship. You really need to look at it and talk about it and get some help. Or uh, relationships that cause you to compromise your values or integrity. If you're in a relationship with a friend or a, a lady, a sister, or a romantic relationship, just any kind of relationship where now you're fudging, now you're cheating, now you're lying, now you're compromising your values, and you're going to places you have no business going and you're doing things you have no business doing, and you're listening or watching things you have no business watching, and you're saying things that you have no business saying, when it's compromising your values or your integrity, you need to really re-examine that relationship. You need to look at it really really close and say, God, guide me and help me because I don't need this relationship anymore if you tell me. And if you say to end it, even though if they've been my best friends for the last 30 years, guess what? I'm willing to walk away because if it's going to keep me from entering the kingdom of God, I love God more than them. And you've got to make hard decisions. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 15, this is what it says. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. Now, you could have unbelieving friends, but don't hang out with them constantly because if you don't change them, they will change you. So don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and and the devil, we carambas. How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? Now, it's not just talking romantic relationships. It's just talking about relationships. But sometimes romantically, it says, you're not supposed to be unevenly yoked. Well, I'll lead him to the Lord. I will convince her to follow Jesus. Oh, shut up. You need to really fall in love with someone who loves Jesus more than you. You need to start thinking about your friendships, your relationships. And it brings me to the last thing I want to say, is make sure that Jesus Christ is your first and foremost relationship above everyone else. That he is your first and foremost relationship above everyone else. Jesus first, amen? Amen. Jesus first, Jesus second, Jesus third, Jesus fourth. What I mean by that is first Jesus, you and him. Then make sure that he or she has Jesus. 
And then make sure your children have Jesus. And then make sure your friends have Jesus. So you keep Jesus at the very first, but you keep him at the very top. And he's not just part of the, the, the list. He is the list. You see, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 37, it says, if you love your father or your mother more than you love me, Jesus said, you are not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you're not worthy of being mine. Now, let me tell you something. There are some people that love their children so much they put their children even above God. They're like, I, I can't go to church. Oh, I, can't. I don't have time to pray. Yeah, I don't have time to read the word. I have to be with my kids, and I got to put them to bed, and now I got to clean their clothes, and I got to get them ready for tomorrow, and I got to, and I got to, I got to. And you know what? Yes, you have to do all those things, but if you can't even find time to put Jesus in your life, you better start wondering where is Jesus in your life because he needs to be the first and foremost. He is a very jealous God. He's jealous for the things that have you. He wants to have you. He wants to hold you. He wants to embrace you. Some of us are walking around like, did you ever see Peanuts, you know, Charlie Brown and Lucy? Remember Linus? He always walked around with his blanket. That's how some Christians are. They're always walking around with their little security blanket. And they love that blanket more than Jesus. They love that blanket. Oh, I need this for peace. I need this for security. I need this for comfort. I need this. I need this. I need this. And Jesus says, no, no, no. You need me. I I got you, Jesus, but I need this. And he's a jealous God. And he says, if you love that stupid blanket more than me, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take that blanket away and throw it in the fire because you need to have me more than the blanket. That's what it means by he's a jealous God. He wants to make sure he has your heart that he holds you, and you hold him, (laughs) and nothing else, (coughs) that you embrace him, and nothing else, that you say, if God be for me, nothing's going to be against me. I need the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I need to be empowered by the Lord. I need to have Jesus Christ's anointing upon me so I can make the right decisions. But we fall short. We fall away. We don't know how to do it sometimes. We run in different directions and directions that we have no business going. And we're doing things we have no business doing. And we need to say, God, forgive me for not making you first. Forgive me for just making you part of it. You see, sometimes we look at Jesus kind of like our life as a pie. And we cut the pie in a lot of different pieces. And this piece is Jesus, and this piece is my marriage, and this piece is my parenting, and this piece is my family, and this piece is my work, and this piece is my church, and this piece... No, 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 see, Jesus is the cake pan. He's the pie pan. He is everything. He holds it all together. We put our life in him. He is the everything, amen? We got to get it straight. We got to get it right. We got to be able to put it in right order. So today, I want to be able to ask you, are you walking in the way you need to walk? Are you going in the direction you need to go? If Jesus were to tell you to change course right now, would you be able to do it? Or are you so stubborn that you think, I know what I'm doing, I know what I'm doing, get off of it already. 
No one's going to tell me what to do. I don't care if you're my dad or my mom. I don't care if you're my brother or my sister. I don't care if you're my pastor or my leader. I don't care if you're, I don't care if you're, let me tell you something. We need to care if the spirit of God is speaking through that person and we reject them. We need to say, Lord, here I am. Here I am, Lord. I have my ears and eyes wide open. My arms are wide open to receive you and take you in. You need to welcome God in your life. You need to welcome him to lead and guide you and instruct you. Some of you aren't even Christians. You haven't made that decision. And I know I ask every time I preach, and some of you that already know Jesus, you go, why do you do that every time? Because you know what? Not everyone's saved. And I don't know about you, I finally came to know Jesus, and I want to make sure no one goes to hell. I want to make sure they go to heaven. So today, if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ and you want to do that, and you want to surrender your life to him and welcome him in as your Lord and your Savior, raise your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. I've never done that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? I just want you to know that it's the greatest decision you'll ever make in your life. So if you raise your hand, I want to pray with you. And the church wants to pray with you. So if you raise your hand, stand to your feet so we can pray with you and for you. And just say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, from this day on, I want to live for you. Forgive me of my sins. I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can live with success. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ladies, I have a Bible. Come up here real quick. I just want to say and celebrate with you. Anyone else that did that? Yes, young man. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Man, exciting time. Look, this is Pastor Chris, and he's got some material he wants to give you. Oh my gosh, what a great joy, sis. What a great joy. What a great joy. My goodness. Now, you know what? Some of us have been half-stepping it. We've been playing the part and playing the game and saying we're great, we're great, great, great. Everything's fine. I'm blessed by the best. I'm, 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 I'm anointed and highly favored and you know what yes you are but you know what you have some issues that you haven't settled with God and today he's inviting you to do that so would you stand to your feet as we sing this song and if you want prayer I encourage you to come up and say God I I really don't want to half step I want to live it out all the way I'm willing to go whichever direction you tell me Lord I'm willing to listen to you I want to let filters that come into my life that are going to lead me and guide me, instruct me the right way. I'm willing to take in wisdom and understanding and knowledge from people that are going to speak godly advice into my life. God, I'm willing to humble myself to balance out my life with you as the centerpiece, you as the balance. So, Father, lead us and guide us. Help us, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Feel free to come up, receive prayer, receive God's blessing.
continue to worship with us tonight, church. Come on, say, Christ is my firm foundation. Christ is my firm foundation. The rock on which I sit when everything around me is shaking. I've never been more glad that I still got joy and I've still got joy in chaos I've got peace that makes no sense so I won't be going under I'm not held by my own strength He's faithful through every season so Christ is my firm foundation, that's right, the rock on which I stand when everything around me is shaking. I've never been more glad that I
Father, we thank you for what you're doing. And we pray a special, powerful anointing on us in the name of Jesus. Now, this is what I want you to leave with here tonight. Think of who you're going to ask to speak into your life. Think of who you're going to ask to be one of those filters, one of those advisors. And then approach them and say, would you come into my life and speak into my life? Would you help guide me and build me up? And invite them to journey through life with you. Amen. We love you, church. Those of you online, we love you. God bless you. Be dismissed in the name of Jesus. Greet somebody on the way out.